Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talkin' Marks, a podcast brought to you by Trademark Now, a core search company. We will talk to you about an array of topics centered around trademarks and brands. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Craig Bailey, a regional sales manager at CoreSearch based in Belgium. My co-presenter and colleague is Gokchen Uzer Chengelchi. Hi, I'm Gokchen, trademark counsel at Trademark Now. You're very welcome to Talking Marks. Just to introduce myself to you all, I worked as a trademark attorney for a little over 12 years and I have experience in trademark prosecution and portfolio strategies. I provide trademark law expertise for AI model development at Trademark Now. I'd just like to say that no opinions that are expressed in this podcast should be considered legal opinions, nor do they directly reflect the opinions of CoreSearch or her employees. What we hope to achieve in this podcast is a casual but informative discussion on a variety of topics in the world of IP protection, including trademark law, brand protection, and trends in this amazing sector. Cybercrime is fast becoming the number one crime in the world. Many would be surprised at the true cost and the lost revenue to online counterfeiting is real and substantial. This episode takes a look at how the e-commerce industry is fighting online infringement, and we are very pleased to be joined by Professor George Ebron to discuss this more in depth. Professor Yuri Abraham has been part of the international e-commerce community since 1997. He has managed e-commerce at Bayenkorf and TUI, was an online publisher at Sonoma Media and director of consulting at UNIC, a Europe-wide e-commerce strategy and implementation firm. In parallel to these activities, he is fellow founder of two companies, eVentures Europe and eZine. From 2013 to 2017, he has been director of research and advice at the Dutch e-commerce association, Tyswinkle.org and eCommerce Europe, the European E-Commerce Association, which has more than 25,000 members in at least 20 countries. He is now Managing Director of the E-Commerce Foundation, whose mission is to foster global digital trade and ScamAdvisor.com, the global blacklist for malicious websites. He is also E-Commerce Professor at the University of Applied Sciences, TIO. Welcome, Yuri, and thanks so much for joining us today. Before we dive into this episode's topic, could you please give us a little background information about the e-commerce foundation? Of course, uh, Greg, and, and, and thank you very much for having me. Our foundation was set up in, in 2012. Um, as you said, our mission is to foster global digital trade. And the idea behind it is that the more uh, we trade with each other, uh, hopefully the less we will fight with each other. At least that's our naive, uh, slightly naive uh, idea. Um, and we do that by publishing reports on, on how to sell online in, in, uh, in Germany, in Brazil, China. Uh, we have an uh, online community called ecommercewiki.org, where about 40,000 e-commerce professionals share their knowledge and insights. We have a trust seal uh, called Save.shop, which allows especially merchants um, in, the, in developing countries uh, to sell online directly to, to, to consumers. And, and finally, as you already announced, um, uh, we uh, own uh, ScamAdvisor.com, uh, which is a 
global online blacklist uh, for scammy websites. Welcome, George. Once again, so excited to listen to your, your insights in, uh, in e-commerce industry. Right before the podcast, I've read that it's estimated that there are in excess of 2 billion websites, a vast number of which defraud consumers and, and undermine companies' IP registries. So threat to both brand owners and consumers are now increasingly complex. So you also head up the Scam Advisor website. Can you tell us more about that? Of course. Um, Scam Advisor was uh, set up in, in 2012 by Mark, a, uh, a British uh, developer. The story behind it is that uh, he bought a, a golf set online, which is, of course, typical for a uh, UK citizen. It proved to be a fake. And um, as you may know, uh, nothing is as dangerous as an a angry developer. So... Um, he started to develop an algorithm to identify or to determine what's the likelihood of a website being either legit or a scam. And in 2018, uh, the e-commerce foundation took took over Scam Advisor from Mark, and we are continuously further developing the algorithm and making it easier easier for consumers to check: Hey, is this is I'm, I'm, I want to shop at this website or I want to invest in this in in, in this uh, company online. Is it reliable, yes or no? And there we're trying to help them. And at the moment, um, partly I think thanks to uh, Corona, I have to say, we have more than 100,000 consumers every day uh, checking uh, at least one website on our platform. And we, we scan about 1.2 million new domains every month, uh, which is an, an, an incredible number. So yes, Scam Advisor is, is, is growing quite quickly at the moment. I'm guessing the one thing more dangerous than an angry developer might be an angry golfer. But the, <laughs> as far as that's concerned, what are some of the main challenges for brands and e-commerce companies when faced with stopping online infringement? I think very honestly, the, their, their, their biggest challenge is the consumer who wants to buy fakes. I mean, I work for several brands uh, myself and uh, we always believe very strongly in our product and it's the best and it's the only one. But we did quite some research into why are consumers buying fakes because we get a lot of people reporting websites to us who, who are selling fakes. And uh, the primary reason is, is simply they, they cannot afford the, the real product, although they would love to buy it. But the second, and, and that's something where really brands uh, should maybe yeah, look look at themselves, is that um, the in the feeling of the consumer, the, the product is, is overpriced. Uh, and they do want to, to have the product, but not at the price of, of, at which it's offered. So... Uh, I think for brands, the, the, the biggest challenge is, is uh, convincing consumers that they really should go for the real product. And what's interesting, Greg, is that uh, uh, we asked uh, consumers also in our, in, in our study, uh, are you happy with, with the, the fake product you bought? And 70% actually regrets, ha regrets having bought the, the counterfeit uh, product. Uh, and only 7% is actually satisfied with it. And I think that's where brands can really uh, play a role in all brand protection agencies such, uh, such as you by um, communicating more clearly the, the, the risks uh, of, of buying fakes. And I think there uh, we should much more focus on the risk that you're, you're giving your credit card to somebody who's selling fakes. And uh, in many cases, product is not delivered. And if the product is delivered, it's of such a poor quality that it's a disappointment. And that's the second thing, apart from the, the, the financial risks uh, the consumer takes with buying fakes is, I mean, in 70% of the cases, he's not happy with the product. Uh, so we should emphasize the, 
the product quality uh, of, of, of fakes much more, I think, in, in communication. Uh, we also ask consumers what they think be reasons not to buy fakes. And apart from the risk with credit card theft and product quality, uh, the third reason which came up was um, it's it's not, not, not good in the sense of you're doing something which in the end you know is not, not ethical. But that's only the, the one of the yeah, much less named reasons than credit card theft and product quality. Uh, and in relation to fighting counterfeit arguments, especially one point to mention, in my opinion, like our um, online brand protection team witnesses that actually the counterfeit goods are used as an easy cash for criminals, such as money laundering or, or terrorist financing. So when you're protecting, for example, the portfolio of your, let's say, tobacco industry client, you are not only contributing to company's IP strategy, but you're also preventing the possible social loss derived from these related criminal activities. But uh, I wonder how has the current COVID situation affected the e-commerce sector? More people staying at home must have raised the interest in online shopping, right? <laughs> yes, massively. Last year, we've seen a growth, uh, and it, it depends very strongly per country. Um, but overall, we've seen a growth in e-commerce of more than 40% globally. There are huge differences per country uh, and also per time. I mean... In some countries, uh, e-commerce has exploded with more than 100% or even more uh, growth, up to 270%. In some countries, especially in, in April and May last year, uh, the e-commerce market also uh, uh, grew to a, to, to a halt because it was not only allowed, uh, you were not only not allowed to, to go shopping in physical stores, but also home delivery uh, was forbidden or uh, extremely restricted. So... Last year has been a weird year in the sense of uh, uh, massive growth. And then in some countries like Brazil or Eastern Europe, suddenly that also e-commerce was on, uh, completely on a standstill. Now, I mean, it's very clearly the, the market has grown. And even um, hopefully when Corona uh, uh, passes away, uh, um, we will still see that e-commerce has become more and more uh, the norm to, to buy products. So this has also had an impact on online crime, I suppose. Uh, do you see a direct relationship between the increase in online shopping and the rise in infringement? Uh, yes. What we've seen on ScamAdvisor ourselves is um, as e-commerce grew with 40%, our traffic has also grown with about 40%. So uh, we grew from 60,000 uh, unique uh, visitors per day last year, March, to 110,000 uh, at, at this moment. We, we saw a lot of, uh, especially in March, April last year, it started with the, the fake masks and the fake uh, respirators. Now we're we're pretty much back to, to, to I would say, normal scams in the sense uh, of cryptocurrency scams, web shops not delivering. What we do see happening now is a lot of scams around uh, uh, click here to reserve your vaccination shot. And then suddenly you have to pay to get your vaccination shot, which in most countries is is. I mean, getting your vaccination shot is free. So we see a lot of those at the moment. But uh, to, to summarize, uh, yes, online crime has increased dramatically in the last year. And scammers are extremely innovative and entrepreneurial. So they continue mm -hmm. to pick up the, the, the latest uh, consumer trends. Brand protection is a crucial part of Robust e-commerce strategy. 
how do you work with brand protection teams at e-commerce foundation our uh, role of the e-commerce foundation is is, is not to protect uh, brands but we really focus on, on protecting consumers from getting scammed however we work very closely uh, together with uh, brand protection agencies such as you because we think it's very important to warn consumers about buying fakes i mean uh, the chance that you're you, you get scammed credit card is being stolen you get a terrible product are yet huge so that's the reason why we work together a lot with brand protection agencies to, in the end, mm -hmm. work uh, warn consumers together. Of course, we're all very curious which sectors are the most prone to IP infringement online. What we did in our survey among, uh, amongst 5,000 consumers is indeed ask, okay, which products do you buy the most online uh, of which you are aware that they're, they're, they're counterfeit? And, well, no surprises there. Clothing, accessories, uh, electronics are uh, at the top of the list, followed very closely by, by footwear. To my surprise, 10% uh, of the consumers also indicated buying medicine, uh, fake medicine online. And that's, of course, a, a huge concern because there you're really taking a huge personal risk. How do you think e-commerce and the protection of it will change in the next five years? We, we uh, do the survey once per quarter. And what we see currently happening is a shift from marketplaces back to, to uh, individual domain websites. Physical stores uh, or, or physical markets are, due to COVID, of course, uh, uh, much um, much less the case. But consumer, because marketplaces and social media are being checked much more thoroughly uh, by brand protection agencies such as you, we see scammers fleeing back again to domains. And what is different now is that they do their utmost best not to be found uh, via Google and Bing, but are approaching consumers via Facebook, uh, Pinterest, and, and try to lure, lure them to their uh, web shops, which are actually blocking search engines. This is all really interesting, and we appreciate so much you giving us your time today. Um, for our listeners, if you have more interest about what the e-commerce foundation is doing, you can visit their website at www.ecommercefoundation.org. George, yeah. do you have a... Anything to uh, to close with for those people when they visit your site? Yes, I mean, uh, please feel free to contact us. I mean, if you have bad websites, report them to your brand protection agency or directly to us. Happy to to warn consumers uh, that they do not should should not shop at at these websites. Uh, thank you, George, for sharing your valuable insights and experience with our listeners today. Thank you very much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to know more about CoreSearch products and services, including trademark searching and watching, screening options on the CoreSearch platform and through Trademark Now, domain services, online brand protection, and anti-piracy solutions, please visit us at coresearch.com. If you would like to be a guest on a future podcast, please send an email to podcast at trademarknow.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with your fellow IP professionals using hashtag TalkinMarks. That is Talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N, Marks, M-A-R-K-S. See you next time.